The Download with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 32 is here, and so is the postseason. Yeah, that's right. Wrestling regionals are this weekend, and if you're interested, there's some right here in the Springfield area at the 2A level. Jacksonville and Glenwood both host, and at the 1A level, Auburn hosts a regional. So check that out on Saturday. Okay. First, let's get to what I saw in the past week. Then we'll talk about what's coming up on Channel 1450 in the next week. And then this week's guest is a very special one. The man himself, Aaron Britton, a.k.a. Nesto Hoops. So, last week, City Tournament. Congrats to Sacred Heart Griffin girls and boys for winning outright city titles. Both in impressive fashion. The girls now have a huge game coming up this Friday. The boys have a big one coming up next Tuesday. Last Saturday, I also got to see a big win for Pleasant Plains over Bloomington Central Catholic. A statement win you need for seeding purposes in the postseason. Impressive stuff from the Cardinals. On Monday, I stuck with the Cardinals and made the trip over to Riverton and got another Sagamo win for them. On Tuesday night, I stayed in the Sagamo and saw Porta put up a fight against New Berlin, but the pretzels shoot the lights out in the fourth quarter to pull a way for the big win now what's coming up on channel 1450 on thursday night the Porta blue jays the girls look to stay undefeated as they travel to mason city to take on illini central the plains girls look to stay undefeated in sagamo action as they host morel forsyth on friday night we've got the big one in the cs8 that will decide the conference title on the girls side if rochester beats shg at shg on friday they clinch the title and will likely finish perfect in conference the rockets led by western illinois bound kaylin reed have yet to lose in conference and have been pretty dominant in doing so the cyclones are fresh off a city title and have been rolling lately so that'll be a good one on friday night 5 30 shg west campus rochester boys also play at shg in the game after robert will have highlights of that one i will be going from the girls game out to williamsville where the bullet boys are hosting pleasant plains that's going to be a fun one busy saturday like i said earlier with regional wrestling at auburn Porta is at Macomb Wrestling and 2A at Jacksonville and at Glenwood. We will have highlights from as many of those as we can get to. Also Saturday, SHG at Normal West. On Saturday night, we will have highlights of that. The Illini Prairie Conference versus Sagamo Conference shootout is Williamsville on Saturday. So big time games all day Saturday. The really good one Saturday night, obviously. Um, we'll try to get as many highlights as we can. Next Monday, Athens at Porta Girls Basketball. Another big one for the Porta Blue Jays. Next Tuesday, the big one. Sacred Heart Griffin at MacArthur. Can the Generals get it done in Decatur? Can't wait to find out. Also next Tuesday, Sagamo side for the boys. Williamsville at Maroa. Porta at Plains. And Auburn at New Berlin. Next Wednesday, the big one on the girls' side in the Sagamo. Porta at Pleasant Plains for the Sagamo title. That's going to be a fun one. That's what's coming up on Channel 1450. Plenty of basketball talk. So let's get to Aaron Britton. A big thank you to him for his time and great insight. Here we go. I'd like to welcome in Aaron Britton to the podcast this week. For those who don't know who Aaron Britton is, he's known on Twitter by Nesto Hoops. Um, he's the guy that everybody goes to in Illinois for high school basketball. So let's start here. As we uh, as we see the calendar turn to February, um, how are you feeling about this year's basketball season? Let's just kind of open it up there. Well, for 1A and 2A, it's, it's fairly wide open. Uh, there are anywhere from 10 to 15 teams that I think could win, could, could win state in 1A or 2A. Uh, the teams at the top deserve to be there, but they're not so dominant that they could avoid getting clipped before even a regional final. And you talk about those those regional pairings and that stuff. Um, how excited are you for that for that stuff to kind of come out and see 
you know, where, where not only the coaches think everybody lies, but also, you know, what direction people are headed. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really hard to predict how the coaches will, will, will vote. And it's even uh, more painful of an exercise to get to, to, to try to predict where the IHSA will send them. But it, you know, I, I am glad when it's out just cause it, it's out and we can just start focusing on the postseason. What, what has this year's basketball season been like for you? How, how often have you gotten out to games? Is it kind of a usual season for you or not, or not so much? It is down. Uh, it's going to be down for the foreseeable future for probably the next four or five, maybe even longer seasons. I've got two children and I can't stay away from home too far, uh, too far for too long. Uh, most of my overnight trips are off the boards at this point, uh, Back in the day, I would I'd be on the road seeing quite a few games, well over 100 games this year. I think I'm around 45 or 50. I'll probably see another 15 or 20 before the end of the year. Uh, but that's that's going to be the new norm for me going forward. Uh, it's it is a change, but it's uh, it's something that I'm that I'm used to, and I'm I don't uh, I don't mind staying home so much. As a dad myself of a three-year-old and a one-year-old, it's it's definitely worth it when you say that to, to say that you get to stay home um what what is the uh what is the home life like for you i, I think people know uh you as, as the basketball guy the the stats guy the schedule guy so um what what exactly do you do for a living if you don't mind me asking i'm an engineer at a food manufacturing facility we do a lot of milk-based latte drinks we put them in bottles and cans and we do salsa con quesos and uh and glass jars, we do 95% of the aerosol cheese in this country, so all your cheese whiz and stuff. Uh, any grocery store or gas station, we're going to have products in. They don't they don't have our name on them. We're just private label. We just make them for whoever wants to give us business. But I, I run the facilities team, so we're a you know, fairly small subgroup of the maintenance team. But I'm, I've been employed here for about 15 years. And, and that's safe to say a pretty opposite, um, you know, comparison to what what everybody knows you for in Illinois. Um, when did you kind of get started with, you know, tracking basketball scores and um, schedules? When I got out of high school in 2003, uh, I played basketball, or I, I'll say I was on the team. I didn't, I didn't play that <laughs> I was I was on the team, and when I got out, I still followed the team, and I wanted to know you know, who the teams they were playing, how good they were. So it, it started very small, as I think any, any anything will start. Uh, it was focused around our conference. We were in the South Egyptian Conference, way down in the deep south, south of Carbondale. And it slowly progressed from there. And then when I graduated college, uh, I had this job opportunity up on the Wisconsin state line. And I've been here ever since with that move geographically. It was... I, I, I couldn't watch my alma mater play anymore, but I, I needed to continue to watch basketball, so I started watching the schools that were up here, and it wasn't very long where I figured that I could I could just go watch any game I wanted to at any part of the state. And as that kind of passion grew, um, what did you kind of, first of all, learn about high school basketball in Illinois that kind of made you, you know, continue to want to learn more? 
school was always a team that could put up a lot of points. We didn't play a whole lot of defense. You know, we would average 70 points a game uh, throughout my high school career. And just seeing, you know, I, I thought maybe all the teams were that way. And then just seeing the different styles of play, uh, seeing teams that were a lot more uh, focused on half-court basketball, that was that was really an eye-opening uh, uh, point for me. Uh, and where I'm where I'm living now is more of a small school football power area. Uh, and they, not that they all play basketball like they play football, but it's it's a much slower pace, and it's more defensive-minded. Uh, and just seeing seeing the different styles of play all throughout the state is, is something that I've. I've learned to enjoy and embrace. I mean, for us right here in you know the Springfield area, you talk about you know small schools and different styles. I don't think you can get much different than New Berlin and Calvary and, and how both of those teams go about getting their points and getting their wins, but both of them are pretty good at, at both. They are, and something that I think Blake Lucas had mentioned to you at the beginning of the year about New Berlin was – they're good, but they're not so good that they can afford to play bad and beat a good team. And I, that was like, I really appreciated how candid he was because that was just like a perfect statement. Uh, and they're they're a team that will grind you out in the half court and they'll beat you by 10 points and it'll feel like they beat you by 30. Right. Once they get up by four, it's like, all right, good luck. Right. <laughs> um, so as, as you kind of, started you know the the idea of, of gathering schedules and you know um tracking games how did it kind of all come together where you decided to kind of put it on a website for people to also see yeah that that took quite a few years uh, before i mean you're probably around the same age i am you remember when you bought a computer or a laptop it didn't come with microsoft office you know that was something else that you had to buy uh-huh and and i didn't have Excel uh, on any of my computers except for the ones that I used in college so I was gathering schedules and word documents and you know notepads on on the computer and there's there's literally nothing you can do with that information other than look at it yeah uh, and you know so I had hundreds of these single document uh pages with all these teams and their schedules and I was going into each one and typing out the score and and trying to find a way to, to do standings and it was you know it was certainly a, a learning experience for quite a few years and then uh, slowly it kind of moved towards Excel I got hooked up with uh, I call him the world traveler his name's Al Hartwig and he he had a spreadsheet uh, from another member of uh, IHSS, and he was kind of tracking some scores in that way, and I thought, you know, that's a pretty sweet idea. Uh, so that was where the the idea of moving things to Excel came along, and that was probably 2013. Uh, but even then, each conference was their own Excel spreadsheet. And then it took me another couple of years before I was smart enough to say, you know what, just put them all in one spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it definitely isn't like, you know, I just pressed play and this, you know, everything that I'm doing now was the way that it was from the start. It's 
it's been organic and growth and it's uh you know it's i i look back at how i was doing things even a few years ago and it's like wow (laughs) (laughs) i know you 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 talk about you know our grandparents saying you know we we walk to school uphill both ways in the snow and it's like okay that's kind of how you started this whole concept of not only you know gathering this information and putting it out there but also just i mean like you now Twitter, you just put the the question out there, and someone's going to have a response. And so it's it's got to be a lot easier now. Not saying it doesn't take a lot of your time, but um, I mean, just in terms of gathering information. Absolutely, uh, Twitter is is my main resource for gathering scores, gathering tournament schedules. Uh, you know, even while, while I'm looking for scores, I could just type in the team's names and hit the search, and if someone's tweeted it out. I'll find it, and that's that's how I'm finding ninety to ninety-five percent of the scores throughout the state. Uh, and then, as as I got to the spreadsheet, to one master spreadsheet in 2015, I was emailing it to quite a few different coaches, and they were they they wanted they wanted to know who they should be voting for for the postseason seating, and you know doing doing the schedule gathering, doing the scores, and then on top of that, having an email list where I was sending out daily, you know, it, it was just something else that, that I knew I wasn't going to be able to to maintain long-term, so I was able to to get hooked up with with a website and a, uh, you know, the, the spreadsheet button. It's a little unconventional, but it's, it's the way that I'm going to be doing it for for the foreseeable future. So here's the big question: Why do you still continue to do it? What about it um, makes it, you know, worth it for you? Still knowing you know, what teams are good, what their record is. Uh, there's, there's not, you know, if, if anybody else was doing it, I probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. If I could find this information anywhere, <laughs> in you know, one stop shop, I would, I would turn over the reins to, to anyone. <laughs> it. it takes a lot of my time and and I don't have a lot of time these days <laughs> the has anyone offered to you know purchase the idea or purchase your website uh, no I've never remotely been close to that conversation and I honestly I don't know what it would be worth right that's a great question I mean I feel like the IHSA should just give you a full salary and say here you go thank you for your your work hey you know what I would <laughs> you know anybody? <laughs> um, there is the there is the option to you know donate to your your cause on your website, um, and I'm sure that's not a, a ton of income there. But when you see the the reach that your website has, and you know what it means to not only coaches but just you know kind of even communities in Illinois, um, I know you can't put a value on that. But does it make you feel good to know that you're doing such great work for, I mean, these communities and these teams. It, it does. Um, you know, especially in the small schools, not very, you know, every every small school that has a really good team, you know, chances are that's the only really good team that community is going to have in their lifetime. And you know, they want to be able to appreciate and, and really soak up all of the articles, all of the social media hits that, that their team would, would generate. Uh, the the Scales Mound team last year, and they're they're really good again this year. But you know that was 
that was like a once in a generation group for a school that had around 80 kids in it and for them to get to state and to kind of see see them all year long uh, it is valuable and i'm glad i could just be a part of it i mean i'm not really i'm not the main focus by any means i'm just here just tracking stuff so we've talked about kind of the the analytics side the number side of stuff um also for you, like you, we talked about a little bit earlier, not being able to go to as many games, but um, still going to games all across the state. Uh, how do you kind of decide which games to pick? Because it's not like you're just a Chicago guy. It's not like you're just a, you know, like you said, a, a certain conference down south. It's um, you try to find the best games, and I feel like that's you know beneficial to not only what you do on the internet side of things, but also it's it's got to be just a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. That's that's where it all started. Going to games, seeing the teams. That's that's the main that's the main focus, and and that that really is the whole uh, whole idea behind gathering scores for teams because you want to know who's good and you want to know who you need to go see. And you know, I've been to I've been down to SHG a couple times in the last couple years, and those were highly highly regarded games throughout the state and you want to be able to see how they look how they can match up against some of the other bigger schools but when it comes to picking a game on a given night uh, are the teams any good and have I been there before because uh, I do I do like to keep track of how many high school gyms I've been in in this state and if it is an average game in a gym that I've been to I probably will not be going conversation about the gyms I think that's interesting because you usually put it out once or twice a year about you know your favorite kind of gyms and I know that definitely gets people worked up but at the same time um, that's got to be another aspect of it where uh, it's cool to experience the different the different gyms and different atmospheres when you go to a game um, what what exactly do you do do you have a certain you know kind of routine or do you write stuff down or like what do you do I have a book I buy a little journal at the end, at the beginning of every year, and I I just keep score. So I, I try to get the players' names in my book. I'll write down some little shorthand notes about the defenses that they play, the offenses that they run, if any. Uh, and then uh, I, I don't keep track of rebounds or any other stats other than points. And I'll I'll do free throw free throws made and free throws attempted along with the three point. Uh, shots made and attempted and then try to keep turnovers and none of it's anywhere close to being an official account <laughs> uh, but it's you know it's just for my benefit uh, and I tweet it out and sometimes I get names right sometimes I get the points right but just being able being able to have a written record of it and I can go back and you know who was that kid that scored all those points for, for you know, Wayne City or whoever you know right um, let's let's kind of wrap it up with talking a little bit about the teams from around here just because I feel like, you know, um, when, when the AP polls come out, people, you know, kind of roll their eyes. But at the same time, when your polls come out every week, I think people pay a little bit more attention just because of the work and the, the knowledge that you have. Um, so let's start with Sacred Heart Griffin in terms of 3A. Um, you, you got to see them against MacArthur. Uh, they lost to Metamora, and then they go down to Florida and lose to Winter Haven. Um, do you think that this year's Sacred Art Griffin team is better than last year's Sacred Art Griffin team? I do. Uh, same players, 
but it, it really feels like a different identity for this team. Last year, uh, you know, they went on that long winning streak. Uh, they, they beefed up the schedule this year. Uh, they were on the, the large side of the State Farm Classic, and they won that going away. Uh, but I've I've noticed a, a much more of a focus on the defensive side of the ball than I than I noticed last year. And for that to happen within a summer's time is one of the more tremendous jumps that I that I've noticed in recent memory. And they they should get back to Champaign. I mean, they're going to have a couple of, of of teams that could knock them off all, all, along the way. The sectionals at MacArthur, and then they're probably going to run into Eastside again at the Super Sectional. Right. Uh, but I mean, they they have the talent to get there. And once you get to Champaign, as last year proved, uh, anything can happen. I don't think anyone expected Metamora to knock off Simeon. Uh, and then that the championship game was, was an all-time classic, right. a game where you know it it looked like Metamora had the thing won a couple different times and just couldn't couldn't put SHG away. And then the three-pointer at the buzzer. <laughs> what what better way would you rather win a state title? No, I I can't think of one. Um, just just to kind of wrap up that conversation. Um, for those, a lot of those guys to go out and do it in football, and then have the chance to do it again in basketball. I mean, at the three A level and you know four A for football, it, obviously these kids are special. But this, it, it's something that, like I tell people, I'm sure they get sick of hearing about Sacred Heart Griffin, but this doesn't happen very often. <laughs> no, it doesn't, and I don't, I don't care that they're a Catholic school or a private school. You know that. Because that, that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. I mean, they, they are good. They're they're a group that has grown together. They didn't do it with all of these transfers within the last year and a half. Uh, and they, you know, individually, you know, the pieces may not add up to what they do as a, as a total sum of the parts. They're just a really special group. Right. Um, it's not possible to have two Central State 8 teams make it to Champaign in 3A, but I think it is possible um, with how good UHI is. What do you see from them and kind of what they've done, especially the last couple weeks here? Yeah, they they started a little slow out of the gate. They're in that, uh, that city classic up in Bloomington Normal at the Shirt Center. Uh, they've split with Bloomington Central Catholic. They just knocked off an undefeated Princeton at Princeton over the weekend. And they did that without one of their better players in the second half, if I recall. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, they're in, they're in line to be right there. They're going to have to, I think the uh, Plains hosts the sectional, right? Correct, yep. And Plains is another team up and down, and they're currently up. Yeah. Uhi, Uhi can, can win a sectional, Uhi can get to state, and they, they can win the whole thing. It's, it's, it's that's not a bizarre statement by any means. The like you talked a little bit about Pleasant Plains there. I think that's probably what people look at in the Sagamo as you know the best chance to make a deep run. But um, Williamsville shown that capability by beating SJO, um, and, and the, the Sagamo is pretty deep in terms of you know Porta having a good start, Auburn the capabilities there. Um, what are your kind of thoughts on the Sagamo conference? Yeah, year in and year out, it is it's predominantly a a strong 2A conference. You know, we have a couple of 1As sprinkled in there. 
you know, uh, and one of those 1As is always pretty good. In the 1A class, it was Illini Central for quite a few years, and now New Berlin's taken that. Well, and Athens made it to a Super a couple years ago, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Plains is a, it was, it was a team that I had pegged to be the team to beat coming into the year. And I understand they have some injuries, and they haven't been 100%, and they probably will not be at full strength at any point this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But they haven't lost to a 2A team all year. <laughs> they've lost to a 4A team, and they've lost to three 1A teams. <laughs> so... You know, with, with that with, within their own class, they haven't been beaten. The we'll wrap it up with kind of the one A conversation. The I mean, we've talked a little bit about New Berlin. Um, the two games that they've had with Route have been incredible this year. I know people aren't thrilled with the scores, but if you're at the game, you understand how how awesome those games are. Um, you know that the one A sectional that we're going to have right over here in central West Central Illinois is is absolutely loaded. But at the one A level, I mean. It's just a matter of, I feel like if you can get there, you're going to be able to compete with any of the other, you know, three teams that that, that make it there. Yes. And that, uh, the Calhoun sectional. Yeah. <laughs> you, have to, you, have to, you have to look that up on the map to see how you can get there. If you want to take the ferry or if you want to take some back roads to get over there. Uh, you know, I, but before I had kids, I would, that would be a sectional I would consider going to uh, at this point. It's, probably out of the question it's probably five hour drive from my house Uh, but route new berlin jabot madison they've been up and down they they beat new berlin at jacksonville before christmas Uh, there's there's going to be four battle-tested teams participating in that sectional we just at this point we don't know who those teams are going to be Right. Well, thank you again for your time. I greatly appreciate it. It's it's awesome to talk basketball with you and just kind of, you know, see your knowledge of the entire state and not just, you know, a focus on one. I mean, because you look at just the conversation we had, you know more about the CSA and the Sagamo than a lot of people around here do. And that's just, it's awesome to see. So uh, thank you again for your time. I greatly appreciate it. I appreciate you passing along the invite. I'll be willing to do this again whenever you'll have me. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks to Mr. Britton again. Hopefully to have him on again to talk all things postseason hoops here in a couple weeks because it's that time of year already. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I greatly appreciate it. Please share it if you like it. I'll see you next week.